0: Hey guys, welcome to the Rise podcast, back after a little break doing member chat interview catch-up type ones. We've been having the daily Rise every single day. We have the audio version of the daily blog and audio versions of the videos that go on the page. For a while last year and for a while previously we've done kind of member, like I said, chats where we, we see a bit about their experiences before they met us, after meeting us and so on because we know there's a lot of value in hearing how people that you might perceive to be similar to you for whatever reason, hearing how they faced up to and, and overcame and worked through the same sort of challenges you're facing. And we know that's always way more powerful than us saying give or take what's essentially the same thing. But like I said, it's back. And today, the first guest back on the new Relaunch podcast is Steve Farden. Good afternoon, Steve. Good afternoon, John. Do you like my podcast voice? I, I can't help it. I talk differently. yeah hey, yeah, it's, it's 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 similar
1: to the uh, the the My Rise voice that uh, it which starts with like hi guys. And so yeah. yeah,
0: it's interesting. It's interesting. I, can't, I can't help it. I um particularly with videos. I, sometimes I try not to say hi guys at the start of it, but I've done it so many times. I, I must have said hi guys at the start of a video in the thousands of times, multiple thousands of times, and it's it's a hard habit to get out of.
1: Yeah, I think it's probably just um, it, 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 that might be your catchphrase, John. I think that's what you want to sort of start selling it, spinning it as the uh, as, as you this is
0: this is me. I don't know if it's unique enough to have <laughs> my catchphrase. I think probably other people have said it. I don't know. I think maybe it's the way you say
1: it because as soon as uh, I'm, I'm I'm strolling through Facebook and a, a video pops on, and my wife looks over and goes. John on again and she can always hear the hi guys. so she knows even so i think it is good enough to be okay. close to being a passphrase it works
0: to be honest i'm going to to change it now anyway i presume she normally rolls her eyes when she hears me going hi guys does she no she's uh, she's into it she's she's joined she? in the last events that we've uh that you have run you know the
1: seven I, days uh, yeah. yeah well, well
0: my, my wife normally rolls my eyes when i say things like that so i assume everyone's does. <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> no, they probably just save that for, for for the husbands don't they well funny enough actually it's my stepdaughter Izzy easier rolls her eyes at me now usually in, in a joking fashion but fairly constantly i'll do something nice, think a bit of fun or whatever and i'll, I'll catch her looking at alex my wife and, and rolling her eyes at me <laughs> so anyway steve uh, for those that don't know you uh you've been a member now for a what a year and a half is that right um it was january 2020 when i started yeah it's a little under there, so 14 months there yeah. so uh, i obviously know a little bit about steve before we met you uh some people listen to this will do but some people won't have the slightest clue who you are or anything about you so tell us a bit about steve for the 30 odd years before we met you um so i'm
1: born and bred in Macclesfield. i'm a civil engineer uh, i work in construction um i've got a wife and a daughter who um uh, was Eight before, um, no, she was seven, seven before I started at Rise. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, As I said, I work in construction, so I travel quite a lot to work. You know, the work is very rarely on the doorstep. So I was, I wasn't, I was probably making excuses, but at the time I was saying to myself, I don't have time to do um, exercise. I don't have time to look after myself. I was more of a convenience type person. Um, but I knew something had to change. I was very heavily overweight. Um, I was very lethargic uh, my mood was affected by um, my lifestyle um, I wasn't sleeping very well lots of things had gone on quite recently up to the point where I decided to make a change um, that, have, that have affected my outlook on life and I knew really something had to change when I when I made the the, the, the chance to uh, well I just I just saw on Facebook that you were you were holding um, your, you, like you' you know your monthly um induction yes. reviews and I thought I'm gonna go and try it um and
0: and since then things have changed drastically so had you kind of made the decision prior to that that it was time to do something about this or, or was it perhaps that, that that pushed you over the edge
1: it was, it was something that's always uh, when I was younger I was quite fit and healthy up to maybe 21 22 um had a bit of an injury I used to do rock climbing I got a bit of an injury and I I just didn't do anything for about two years and then I had my daughter and then the excuses started rolling in and it became easier to say I don't have time to do that but I knew for a long time that something had to change um but it was very spur of the moment that it got to I think it got to maybe boxing day um Uh and I saw the I I saw the post and I thought I'm just going to go down and see what that's you know what's what's in for that and it, it was it was very spur of the moment but in the background I knew something needed to be done for a long time before I made the decision to join.
0: Had you tried anything during that time frame where you knew something had to happen? Had you tried anything that didn't work out for you?
1: Yeah, so I've, I've tried um, numerous gyms. Um, you, you like to use the term globo gym, and they do feel like that. You know, I, I'm a fan of. Um, I'm a fan of. Um, of of trying stuff that's new but no matter how many times you go to those type of gyms they're all the same and that's one thing that put me off you know I'd, I'd go for two or three months same thing you know using the same machines going on my own doing the same routine and losing motivation and stopping and that probably happened on maybe two three different occasions over a few years I do enjoy playing sports more than Working out in a session type thing, so I did. Yeah. I kept up with like football, and you know, I love I love watching sports, but really wasn't doing anything, um, and I knew I needed to start doing something. <laughs>
0: Cool. I I find the same. I don't know many people who particularly enjoy going to the gym, at least by themselves. You know, if you're meeting a friend there and what have you, there's an element of social interaction. But I've never massively enjoyed it. Yeah, I've made it so it's okay, and it's a means to an end and I'm happy to do it. But going for a workout by myself, particularly in like a globo style gym, I can't say I ever really actually enjoyed it. I think that'd be a a step too far. Uh, So you made the decision to to come down. Uh, What were your first impressions when you first walked in the door? I was, it was a bit daunting at first because
1: obviously I knew where I knew roughly where it was, but I was going to you, as you turn up, it's it's like a quite um, industrial area. You walk in, then you it's very it was very warming as soon as you walked in. It's very different on the inside than it is from the outside.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you see all these these pictures of current and past members, and you know the results. As soon as you walk in, you think, thinking, Actually, that that's a real good sort of." Um, Good luck message straight away as soon as you walk in, and then sat on the benches next to somebody you don't know. You introduce yourself, and then I think it was yourself and Faye that were were at my um, my induction. Yeah. And you get a real a real life story, and then you start thinking to yourself, yeah, this is something that I could probably get into. Uh, and from that point, I knew straight away there and then there was something that I wanted to try rather than go home and think about it. Really, really liked it. Really liked the setup
0: yeah if i find that's the case i find generally i mean i get that people need to think about it and if they really need to think about it that's fine but from my experience 95 percent plus of the time when someone needs to think about it it's essentially a no i think you know yeah. enough at that point you've heard enough to make a an informed decision and as we say it's you know essentially trying it out for eight weeks there's no commitment to continue after that um, we do that for anyone that's listening who doesn't know part of the reason we do that eight week program to start with is i find that what most places do which is like maybe like a free day or free week is kind of just the right amount to put someone off after a, a day or a few days you're, you're a bit sore you don't really fully understand what's going on you're a bit confused you don't look and feel any different and, and it's very tempting to write it off as another thing that's not right for you but after eight weeks, as I'm hopeful you're going to say in a minute, you've got your head round it, you're, you're not sore, not to a level anyway that's off-putting, and you look and feel considerably different. And hopefully, at that point, we'll want to stay, there's no commitment to, but I think you're making a more informed decision after that eight weeks than you are after reading a Facebook ad or, you know, coming into one session or what have you. So uh, you got started, and how did you find it? Um, it was great, you know, from that first, um, the induction before
1: the first session. So before the first Monday, you know, um, you go down, uh, met Claire, Claire did my first, um, assessment, Mm -hmm. like like the first assessment, not your, you know, not after your first four weeks. Um, and I realized very quickly that everything was completely different to what I was used to. Um, you know, when you walk in the gym and everybody's walking around in muscle tops and, and, you know prancing around is probably what i would have said before um I, I joined um you know rise that's what people in gyms sort of struck me as and everyone was different really laid back down to earth um great format with the sessions i was thinking you know the the the, the, the strap line and have lose you know 20 pound in eight weeks i'm gonna to have to really bust a gut to do this and i'm gonna be doing two or three hour sessions you know four or five times a week to try and get myself down but the format works, you know, you're even encouraged not to go 100% for the first couple of weeks because you don't want to hurt yourself. You don't want to put yourself off. You don't want to wake up in the morning, not be able to move and not want to go back. And that worked for me, you know, putting that, you know, the 50, 60% effort level in on the first time was, was worked for me. And it, it got to me a point where, um, week on week, my fitness increased to be able to work for 30 minutes, 35 minutes at 100 at, you know, 80 to 100% and still want to go back the next day. And that that really what kept me going.
0: Awesome. Well, it sounds like you listened to what we suggested more than most because we, we actually say we recommend 30 to 40% for the first couple of weeks. So if you go in at 50 or 60, that's pretty good. Because most, yeah. m- most guys particularly, they, they listen and they smile and they nod. And then they do that first session and they can hardly walk the next day because they were too busy seeing what someone else was doing, and thinking I, I can do that and what have you. I think we're, we're quite competitive animals. So uh, to keep it at 50 to 60 is pretty sensible. Good work. I, I think you know, you're right, it's probably something to do with be, being a bloke and you have that you know
1: the the competitive nature but probably couldn't have gone I was my my health is probably that bad at that point that I probably couldn't have gone any more than 50 or 60 percent you know so
0: it was it was was aimed at the right level for me. Do you remember where you were at that point of weight and any other measure that you can remember? I know exactly my weight I was
1: 107.7 kilos Mm -hmm. um, and I think my body fat was 43 uh-huh. percent um, so it's quite high but the biggest thing that sh- that shocked me on the initial um, uh, coaching assessment was my visceral fat levels of 22 um, yeah. which was quite high especially when it's explained to me you know we should be keeping you know 9 10 really as an ideal sort of um, level so that was for me the big thing that I wanted to change because for me that the driving factor behind me getting started was um longevity of health i want my daughter i want to grow up grow old and see my daughter grow old and have kids um, something that my parents never got to do um so it's, and that that's the underlying motivational factor for me and that visceral fat is the thing that probably would be the biggest risk of me not not achieving that
0: so that that, that was a big thing for me to target knocking down It's quite interesting when I uh, look at the stats uh, on average, not completely but on average, men join us. Not necessarily younger overall. I think think women's more of a spread. Women join us some when they're 18, 20, 25, some right through to being in the 70s. But quite a few, a little bit older, maybe like 50, 60. I think that's often because at that point kids have left home, they feel it's time for themselves. We get quite a lot of guys joining around about the age that you did, mid-ish, 30s, maybe 40, etc. because I think at that point, that whole longevity thing actually starts to feel a little bit real, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, you, you, you get a sense of your own mortality. I, I yeah. saw, um, you know, you, you hear about the midlife crisis. Well, that, this probably was the start of my midlife crisis where I thought, I want to be able to buy a motorbike at 45 and go and enjoy it. Um, I want to be able to go on nice holidays and enjoy it. But the rate that I was going, at, I was thinking, might not might not get there. I've noticed a, a, a drop in my overall health and physical fitness from the age of sort of 30, 31. Um, and I knew from that point there, I need, I need to do something. I know what I need to do. I've just got to go and do it. And it took me five years to actually go and do something about it.
0: I'm sure Danielle will be pleased to hear that your midlife crisis involves you getting better shape and going on more holidays and not having an affair with, I don't know, your secretary or something.
1: Uh, There was a motorbike in there
0: though, wasn't there? I nearly mentioned that as well, but uh, yeah, leave that there. I mean, that's surely better than an affair with the secretary, you'd have thought.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm more, I'm more for the motorbike than any type of affairs, definitely.
0: I've I recently, this is a complete aside. I read a book the today. Um, I think it just appeared in a, an advert or maybe recommended on Kindle. Uh, it was called The Bigamist. It's about uh, a lady who was married to a man called Will Jordan. Uh, his name's in the public domain from uh, in the early two thousands. Was it two thousand? and one she met him with him for about five or so years and it turned out that he'd got another family lots of other kids and all this sort of stuff it was absolutely fascinating Uh, but part of me when reading it was like i couldn't be bothered with that like i obviously don't want to be unfaithful to my wife for for multiple reasons but i just really couldn't be bothered it sounded like an awful lot of effort to me yeah a double life i just
1: i I think you're right It's, it's effort and it's 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 hard work, you know, to, to lead two different lives. I, I can't imagine. Well, I know it does happen, but I can't imagine the people that do
0: yeah. and how they get away with it. I know, awful lot of effort. Um anyways, that's an aside there. So you you joined, you got started, you took it relatively sensitive to start with, built up, and then what happened over the course of your first couple of months? So first couple of months were great. I
1: um I met the challenge. Um I I I went a little bit beyond um and then lockdown hit. Mm-hmm. Um, so at the end of March things changed drastically so I had the first two months under the the, the challenge I had four weeks outside of the challenge just you know attending um, sessions regularly four or five times uh, sorry three or four times a week then we went to lockdown and it was it was a shock but I thought this is new you know'll I'll, I'll continue doing it and I did keep up the, uh, the home workouts enjoyed them made a real conscious, effort to have a slot in the day when I would do you know the the workouts um by the by the end of it I'd lost my motivation um for the home workouts right at the you know the convenient time where we started working out in the in the park Mm. brilliant you know got to meet people again um doing out in the 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 open in the rain sometimes but because of the camaraderie that people that you're doing it with you're all in it together you 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 don't mind doing it outside you know in the showers and the wind and and the rain and i think when we started going back into club in july
0: yeah
1: um, i'd lost an extra 19 pound over lockdown um so it it done keeping up with it and having that change of scenery really worked for me um so I think by the end of July, I was probably at the lightest that I'd been since I was 22, 23. That's fantastic. Um, and then since then, you know, we've gone into another couple of lockdowns. The weight, I think I took the, the, my foot off the gas over the summer period, put a little bit of weight back on, but carried on with sessions, being regular, you know, doing maybe four or five times a week, but maybe not eating as well as I probably were, was originally or <laughs> the earlier part of the year. Um and then started taking it seriously again in November. And now I'm back down to the weight that I was in July. So, um, yeah. But it's, it's been hard. This last lockdown, working out from home has been tremendously harder than what it was in the first lockdown. Man. And I think it's just, it's almost like fatigue. Um, yeah. So motivation has started to wane a little bit.
0: I get that completely. It's been, it's been a drag, hasn't it? And I know a lot of people... Do struggle with that, but as I say, it's no one really wants to be doing sessions purely online. Ideally, we'd all like to be there in person. And I did a post in the group earlier today with the analogy to homeschooling like, none of the kids want to be schooling from home, they don't really feel like doing it. But you know, we make it non negotiable for them, we say you have to do it because of the benefits and the downsides of not doing it. But we kind of easily allow ourselves an equivalent. Um, like when I speak to members and they say, saying no, I'm not really feeling the online sessions, I'm like, I get that, I'm not feeling them. But we don't need to feel them really we don't need to get on with them as such we just don't don't need to do them but we can still make the choice to do them kind of irrespective of how we feel about them and if anything by doing them we always then feel like doing them a lot more it's like motivation being um it's not going to come and get you you're not going to be sat at home and motivation is going to come and knock on your door you have to do the things that then generate motivation you'll get more motivated to do to do a session by doing a session you'll get more motivated to make better food choices by making better food choices and so on mm-hmm. but you're right it would be nice when we're back in the club now but what we're seven seven weeks away now the uh, the countdown is on
1: yeah is it, the, is it the 12th of April is it, or is it- April
0: provisionally I don't think it'll be far from there I don't quite know exactly what format we'll be running it might be have to adapt slightly depending on what the regulations are at that point but it won't be massively different to what we normally do and even then it feels like from what I've seen it's only going to be a couple of months until I don't want to use the term it's all over but until at least from what we do perspective we're we're pretty much back to how things used to be
1: yeah I can't wait you know to get back into bigger group sessions um yeah and it, it'd, be, it'd be brilliant you know one thing i have had to do is i think since i've become less motivated in doing sessions from home is i've probably become more motivated in in watching my food you know planning my food yeah. um because i've know i know that with without one i'm having to overcompensate in the other um, but i have been doing I've, I've sort of to get out of the house because i'm working from home quite a lot more um is I've been going for runs, um, yes. so just to get to, to go out. So, rather, that's partly one of the, mo- the motivating factors of working out at home is when you're working at home, your home becomes the office, the place of enjoyment, the place that you meet your family, and it, the same four walls can sort of drive you a little bit insane. So, it,
0: it's hard to switch off from one thing to another, isn't it? It's hard to stop work just essentially spreading out throughout the entire day.
1: Yeah, yeah, you have to be quite disciplined.
0: I was reading the the day that I think it was Microsoft and uh, probably some of these uh, similar providers are uh, creating or exploring or about to launch whatever it was, a, a virtual commute. So something that you have at the start and end of your day when you're working from home to, to bookend the day. Yeah, I don't know exactly how that's going to work, but it's clearly some sort of process that you go through essentially when you turn your computer on and then something happens at the end of the day to help you switch off and make that adjustment to family life or whatever else it is you're about to do. It sounds like a good idea. My, my, my wife, Alex, particularly struggling. She um, started working from home uh, a couple of weeks before lockdown. So we're probably only a few days off a year now, maybe like a week mm-hmm. or so off a year. She's been working from home. And while she loves it in some ways, it is it is hard. And yeah, it doesn't yeah. mean that she ends up doing, you know, some days. Uh, last night, she pretty much didn't sleep. I woke up at half three because uh, I, I could just woke up to the toilet and I got stuff on my head, my mind, and I thought I'll, I'll crack on with a bit of work, actually, because I was picking my two older sons up at 8 o'clock. So I thought i will get the of work done first. And she still hadn't gone to sleep at that point. Right. <laughs> and then she's often up early again. And, yeah, it's a, it's a drag, and it'll be good for her and good for many people when we're back into, not necessarily the old ways, because I, I think there'll always be a level of adjustment, but definitely something that feels more doable long term I think another you know 20 years of this would, would, would kill her to be honest
1: yeah, yeah and uh, you know we're social beings we we, yeah. we like being around people and being around different scenarios and different situations um well I say we I'm probably talking for myself but I'm probably not too far from the truth I'm going to say it um and initially I think it was a great idea and if somebody had tried to do lockdown as a social experiment they probably um, probably would have failed anyway because no one would have bought into it in the way that we had to. Yeah. But then, when you get into the reality of it over an excessive period of time, it it it, it, it the new normal
0: was probably less enjoyable than the old normal. Oh, definitely, definitely, hundred percent. I've I've always said I've made the best of it. I've been really pleased with how me and my family have have coped with it but it's not been as much fun as a normal year, you know, yeah. <laughs> not seeing yeah. my family for the vast majority of it. There's a few periods where we could see them. Uh, I've not hugged anyone other than my own immediate family. I came to the realization of the day when I was having an appointment with my chiropractor, that she's the only person that's, that's touched me in the, in the last <laughs> year outside of my own immediate family. And well, I, I appreciate for the people who live on their own. That's that's even worse, you know, some people have had no physical contact for a full year now. And that's, it's not something you realize on a day-to-day basis. I don't think of myself as a, as a hugger particularly, but I do hug some members of my family my nephew my niece people like that when i see them and having not done that for such a long period of time you, you, you can almost feel it which is weird yes
1: yeah, it's, it's, it's it, it, you probably don't realize how social you are until it's taken away from you and it's like it goes with anything you don't you don't realize something's there until it's gone you take things for granted that you probably shouldn't do and that's one thing that will change after we're allowed to see people for me as i'll i will make more of an effort yeah. to really live in those moments you know with other people whereas before you just sort of you were you could take
0: it or leave it you could be there or not be there and now i think it's that's going to that's going to change something drastically Definitely. so we've mentioned then obviously a significant amount of weight lost over the last 14 months or so what, what other changes have you noticed from what you've been doing with us um
1: so i have noticed that i sleep a lot better um i've got more energy even though I do more things doesn't doesn't sound you know right to people who who don't do a lot of exercise but I find that the more um the more energy I expel the more energy I seem to have um I feel better in myself my 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 general appearance is better you know I, I, I used to be like rough shaven quite a lot i, I shave quite a bit more uh, you know take a bit more pride in my appearance and and with that comes uh, it just 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 make yourself feel a little bit better um internally i could i used to be in a position where i could feel my heart beating all the time um, this is the biggest change in t- t- sort of my noticeable health is um i have a, a very low resting heartbeat now i have a low level of um, blood pressure um, and it's physical, physically noticeable that I can run upstairs and not be out of breath. You know, these things that I wanted 14 months ago are what is normal for me now. Um, and it's brilliant, you know.
0: That's fantastic. In terms then of the, the things that some might say you've had to, to give up, the things you've had to change, the things that perhaps you do less of now, was it worth it? Um, yes, Sometimes I
1: say no. You know, when I say to myself, you know, I'm honest with myself, because I'm a foodie, I yeah. I do love food, you know, and I'm I'm a I'm a border eater as well. Yeah. Um, but I haven't really given anything up. I've probably just scaled back.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I've 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 given up having takeaways on a regular basis because I'm more motivated to be able to to, to cook for myself, and we enjoy it a bit better. You know, mm-hmm. we enjoy eating and we enjoy the way we feel afterwards. So we don't feel like we're missing out on the takeaways. We still have them. Yeah. You know, we might have one a week, whereas before we might be having three a week. Um, mm-hmm. So they're still there. Um, don't feel like I've lost out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do, uh, But it just comes down to a bit more planning. When, when we were allowed to go out in the summer, I was saving up calories during the week, so I could not have to think how many pints am I allowed to have tonight, that type yeah. of thing. Um, so I'm really... Missed out, I've probably just scaled back.
0: Exactly. And no, that's what I find with everyone who goes on to long-term success. I think if you have actually fundamentally try and cut something out completely, then invariably it ends up not lasting. You're requiring willpower. You're requiring yourself to force yourself to do something you don't really feel like doing. If you make some tactical adjustments like you've done there, you know, do some things a bit less frequently or perhaps to a lesser extent or swap in other things that – you know, other meals that you enjoy just as much but are maybe – easier to average out across the course of the week and like I said ultimately the average the, the key thing is is the average across the week so you can still have beer wine whatever else it might be that you want to have as long as you make that the average work and I think when we think that we can't have those things it's, it's probably not going to happen for 99.9 percent of the population
1: yeah you're right yeah
0: and any differences you've noticed at, at work Are your performance focus all that sort of stuff with that side of things um I uh, I have
1: noticed that performance has, has, has changed. I've, I, uh, probably getting more, uh, work are probably getting more out of me than what they were before. Um, I started at rise, but I'm not sure that's purely due to, um, my working conditions that are changing, you know, working from home, Mm, working in a different environment or, but it's probably a contributing factor to the fact that I do sleep a lot better. You know, when I'm, uh, I go to bed at a regular time. I'm fully energized when I wake up, so therefore I can focus straight away. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, it's I, I've, help. I, yeah, it does. It, it does. It's got to help, and I enjoy work again. And again, I don't know whether that's due to the past, what's happened in social circumstances, or you know, being part of um, something different and having a different view on life. But yeah, I, over the past year, things have changed that have, that have, that have positively affected my life.
0: I'm, uh, I'm sure I've told you I've got a, a degree in manufacturing and operations management from Nottingham University. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it <comes from> <laughs> yeah very you very have. Sense. I think you um, have told me
1: that. Uh, I think that was that was probably probably my uh, probably
0: first thing I told you.
1: Yeah, probably well, it was probably <laughs> in that 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 first three
0: months when we were in club. <laughs> uh, I used to have uh, lectures with uh, some of you civil engineering boys. I remember it well. Well, I don't actually yeah. remember much of it. To be honest. It was so long ago, and I've not used it in the slightest. I don't even know where my degree certificate is. I can only assume. My mum's probably got it, to be honest. I
1: I, um, I think we, I remember us talking actually, we were talking in session about um, safety in civil engineering, you know, and being the presence of positives rather than the absence of negatives. And I think that's when you told me then that you had an engineering degree uh, from Sheffield.
0: Uh, Well, no, Nottingham. I lived in Sheffield afterwards. Oh, sorry. Yeah. So you
1: lived in Sheffield, but you went to Nottingham. That was it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I always find it interesting uh, the whole concept of people being averse to health and safety. Like, just by definition, surely it's a good thing. I know sometimes you might find the odd example of something where some might think it's gone too far, but fundamentally it's stopping people dying and hurting themselves unavoidably at work and in other situations, which to me sounds like a really good idea.
1: Yeah, I I think it it became, it um, it got a lot of bad press, the the term health and safety. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you view health and safety like I do as, Health and safety is putting your seatbelt on when you get in the car. Yeah, that exactly. becomes nor- that, that's normal. You know, that yeah. but back 40 years ago, that, that was a strange thing to do. And putting your putting seatbelts in cars was, you know, frowned upon. Mm-hmm. You know, and now we're in that world where everybody wears a safety hat on a building site, whereas 40 years ago that was also frowned upon. Yeah. So safety is just becoming normal, but it's changed. So the how health and safety is is viewed is changing and 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 that just becomes part of normal life, like crossing the road. Yeah. you know you're never going to stop looking when you cross the road and that's health and safety of
0: course cool. so, yeah and i suppose there's a modern slight parallel to that it's like wearing face masks uh, you know my kids have asked me several times if it's if it's beneficial if it'll really help and i'm like well i don't know maybe maybe not but what's the downside to it it's no big deal and if it stops me or one other person getting COVID, it's worth it it's the same as wearing a hard hat if it stops one person getting a brain injury or dying unnecessarily it's it's worth it when it's no real massive inconvenience
1: yeah, you, you you never really know how many lives you save. You only know about the lives that you that you affect. So if 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 you don't know that you save loads of
0: lives, you're probably doing something right. I think when people uh, are reverse to health and safety, they often point out that they turned out all right, and I'm like, well, that's true, but don't forget all the people that died unnecessarily. They're they're the ones that it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was the problem. Yeah, no, no, no that's that's a key
1: point. And, uh, yeah. you are, and and males are probably worse than females when it comes to it. You know it'll never happen to me.
0: Oh, you know, yeah.
1: we have. And I, I, I've, I've lived in that, that that space before and to some extent still do. You know, there's, there's risks that I'll take at home that I wouldn't dream of taking off at work. Um, yeah. But um, And that's probably just the, me being probably a lazy bloke at home sometimes, doing some DIY around the house, which I just because you want to do it and you feel like you're masculine, but you wouldn't do it at work. So
0: where's the difference?
1: Yeah, yeah, as
0: long as it helps a reasonable amount i suppose that's the key so that brings us up to date that's steve in uh, february 2021 anything else you want to share about your experience either before we met you or since anything you think people listening might be interested to hear or find valuable
1: um i think i'm just
0: i'm looking forward to the future
1: um i think monday's announcement for the the road map out of the current situation in really did lift a weight off my shoulders um and I, 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 I've still not met my ultimate goal that I set when I, went, uh, when I, when I started with Rise and I'm yeah. still looking forward to achieving that. I think um, having a light at the end of the tunnel will help me achieve it. You know, I want to, I want to be at sort of 82 kilos. Um, that, that's my target. I've not set myself a time, but I think it's achievable. Um, and I think it's achievable quite soon and I'm looking forward to achieving it. And also seeing everybody again in club because, you know, you make some good friends um, that you've not probably seen for at this time around, you know, at least three months. Yeah. And people that you probably wouldn't expect to be friends with if you didn't know them in, in club. You know, it's people that you see in the street that you just you, you'd walk past them because you, you don't know them and you, they've got different lives. And it's, it's a yeah. good group of people to meet in a different environment. And I just
0: want to meet them all again. I think it's a great leveller as well. We're all there kind of for the same reason. We're dressed, give or take in the same way. Everyone kind of feels like the part of it. And and like you said, that they're, they're not necessarily people. If you met them outside, you'd feel that that connection with but when you when you're in the club there, I think it's that it's that leveler, I think
1: yeah and it's it, it gives you that common sense of um you know that common link that you've all got in co- you've all got in common where you probably wouldn't if you don't work with somebody or you don't have the same friendship group you probably wouldn't grownups are worse than kids you wouldn't go up to someone in a pub and say hi how are you my name's so and so but when you've um when you've got that that link and it's everyone's got a different background but you've got this one thing in common and then you start actually finding out that you've got so many things that are different in comparison to each other but also quite a few
0: things that are similar in your lifestyles and you can become friends from that yeah. awesome right well i hope guys listening to this i hope you got something from that if anything just to see a normal person just oh steve i tell you what one thing we haven't talked about i talked about your top gun tattoo <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh yeah but, uh,
0: yeah okay what happened there
1: um, um, so a friend of mine from when we were well we were kids um for a long time our favorite film was um was top gun and we would we would come out we would go out when we were sort of eighteen to thirty or whatever, and we'd get drunk and we'd go back to his and we'd just watch Top Gun till like four in the morning, just reciting all the lyrics, all the words to each other, and it was just our favorite film. And
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, unfortunately, he he passed away quite um, suddenly,
0: right. and that
1: was that was my thing to remember him by forever, because obviously it's going to be with me forever, like he always will be. Um, so right, I didn't know that side of it I thought it was just
0: because you liked Top Gun for that it, Right. It,
1: yeah so I think we, we joked about it that we probably would have had it done anyway right, okay um where he would have had one and I would have had one we probably would have had something stupid like you know slider you stink um, tattoo, tattooed off of the top of her arm on a on a stag do but yeah that that was my lasting legacy
0: to Lee Moore amazing. Awesome. Yeah, so guys, listen, like I said, I hope you got something from that, it's, you know, a, a, a normal person, because ultimately I'd like to think I'm a normal person. I think like, the coaches are all normal people and they've all had their own journey since they started with us. But I know how sometimes it easy it can be to switch off to kind of the things that I'm saying or they're saying because people might perceive that for whatever reason we're different Hearing how someone they perceive to be similar to them in some way hearing how they've not only overcome those challenges, but actually had the challenges, had those difficulties along the way. It's not been plain sailing. It's not just all been forward progress, I think, is often invaluable. So, Steve, thank you for your time. Uh, Thanks, John. It's been a pleasure. Speak to you
1: soon.